Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Justin. We are back into Aliens. Yes, we are. Uh, briefly, I, I feel. want to take a... Oh, sorry, I was going to take a quick second before we even start anything just to say sorry for the audio issues in Candyman <laughs> on my end. Uh, Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> it's very strange. Like, we just did a lot of checks, but we're actually starting a little bit late because we were doing a lot of checks to figure out what was going on. Because the night before I actually recorded with Rachel and I edited that Nick Cage episode, yeah. there was no problems at all. And like I, I don't know what happened. And Justin and I have found that if we have to go back and re-record something, it's uh oh, trash. Yeah, it's bad. So, it's just not it's not good. So sorry for that. So I apologize. I have no idea. I, I honest to God just have no clue. Yeah, whatever. It happens. Hey, you know what? I will say yeah. at this point, and I'm probably jinxing us, I'm surprised we haven't lost more episodes <laughs> it's very true yeah it's very true there is the evil dead episode that will never be found because my happy ass deleted it like a <laughs> like a champion but it is what it is um <laughs> so yes back to aliens we did Candyman last week obviously we're right back into it we're going back to the old sci-fi movies with the blob yes we are um first time viewing for justin i had seen bits and pieces of it in the past and um, especially with what about the steam mcqueens in it um, a lot of interesting stuff about it, and we'll review that. Um, but before all that, we want to get caught up with what's new with us, what we've been playing, or life, or all that jazz. So, Justin, I think the floor is yours, man. What do you got? Uh, so, to start, I streamed like four hours of Phasmophobia, which was a blast. Sunday night. Yeah. I know. I was going to hop in, but I was... Uh, we were was my that was my anniversary, oh, so we were yeah having a cookout and stuff. Oh, it was it was honestly it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> also, the night before I didn't stream it, but I also played like four hours of Phasmophobia that night too. <laughs> uh, uh, was that the one where you called me and tried to get me to join you guys? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy 14. Just kind of, I like here and there like 20 minutes here and there uh, i did finish the base 20 minutes of an mmo yeah, yeah what are you doing logging in and logging out basically log in get my uh <laughs> get my gold saucer points and then i log out okay um okay I, okay I gotta do the big grind because the regalia is coming in tomorrow i think and i need the regalia yeah from final fantasy 15 <laughs> that's what i thought okay yeah okay. it's like it's a ridiculous amount of money anyways um Finished the base game of that though, so I'm pretty excited for having Sword. Um, You'll have to give us updates because that's something I'm honestly I am excited like, about. But so, my PC would probably just blow up on the spot. I, if I'm I telling you. So, I, so I play it on consoles, and I actually picked up a like a USB, like a dedicated uh, keyboard and mouse just for Final Fantasy. Oh 14. yeah, yeah. You mentioned you were thinking about doing that, yeah. so you actually did and it. Then. It is amazing so cool. so nice and it's like plug and play so that's that's great um other than that i don't really think i've been playing much i haven't really had time this week just my kid went back to school and that was like a whole thing all over the weekend and um he's a cute kid thank you <laughs> crazy thank you. hair i love it it's so that's awesome after we cut it crazy hair like that when i was a kid huh <laughs> it, that was after we cut it um oh <laughs> yeah it was much worse uh he, he he doesn't want to get it too short. So we're like, all right, whatever. You can, it's your hair. You do what you want. Um, but I think that's it. What about yourself, Larry? 
a lot of things. So first thing I want to talk about is Dante. Yep. Took him to the vet on Tuesday. The vet was shocked at how well he was doing. So much so, we're actually starting to wean him off of some of the more really aggressive drugs. Um, there's one drug in particular, prednisone, that he'll come off of entirely. He'll stay on the other two immunosuppressants for the rest of his life. We'll find the least tolerable dose for it. Okay. Uh, the prednisone like, destroys his muscles, so it's really good in an acute sense, but in the long term. But uh, So honestly, that's awesome. And he's like starting to bark again and being angry and messing with the cats. So it's just not not angry. Just yeah, yeah. He's always been kind of like he steals the toys from his brother and sister. So he's starting to get back to that. So it's just it's just really 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 nice. By the time this episode comes out, she'll have it. So I want to tell a little story of my day yesterday. So uh, we sent Rachel a gift. Oh for right, her okay. I was like, oh, where? You... So will it be there before Sunday? The twelfth is when this comes out for her. She won't listen to it on Sunday. Okay, tell her not to. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay. Uh, sorry for that little background <laughs> stuff, but we'll find out. Okay. Um. So Devin's mom does uh, artwork. She paints stuff. She um, does a, um, like canvas work and everything. But she also does these glasses. And I went to her about a month ago, a month and a half ago, and I was like, "Well, Taffy." Our friend Rachel got Justin a really awesome gift. She got me a really awesome gift for our birthday. And we wanted to do something special. And Justin and I aren't really the most creative of types. God, no. (laughs) (laughs) So we knew that she liked aliens. So I went to Taffy and I was like, can you put this, can you just paint a xenomorph on a glass? Like nothing crazy. But Taffy has recently gotten into uh, like clay art like she's been like using like clay to like build off of art pieces so instead of it being like a stagnant picture it's like a 3d picture so she painted and then clay built a xenomorph wrapping around a wine glass with uh the xenomorph eggs on the bottom and it says justice for jonesy on the back uh but obviously i live in ohio (laughs) and rachel lives out west and i had to send it to her so yesterday morning, got up at 8 o'clock in the morning, said there was a, a FedEx place right by my house, and I set off to go ship this thing. Justin, when I tell you an hour and a half went by, I drove to six different places where FedEx or UPS or USPS locations were supposed to be, and I found none. And I was wasting my time because I had an exam I was supposed to take that day for my classes, which I'll get to. Uh, I was furious. I, I never found it. Literally, Devin took it to work with her today and shipped it at the FedEx right by her accounting firm. What An the hell? An hour and a half. What the I hell? I drove to six different places and they didn't exist. One took me to a cornfield. One took me to a <laughs> business park, which didn't have one there. A couple grocery stores. And the last one was a USPS, which was supposed to be the closest one to me, that took me to bumfuck nowhere, Kilbourne, Ohio. Like, one stoplight town, nothing. And I was like, I'm going home. I have I have to get studying done. This is fucked. Devin is in Columbus. Apparently being out here in the country means I can't do anything. But it's shipped and hopefully she likes it. <laughs> I'm you know what? I'm sure she will love it. Yeah. Uh so that was that was yesterday's adventure. I didn't tell you that. I wanted to tell you on the on the on the show. I was so fucking mad. Oh my I was just sitting there like watching the clock tick down. I was listening to No Cat and had to turn it off because like I was just getting so angry because I like I had stuff to do. I woke yeah. up early to get this done quick 
to get the other stuff done because I was up till 11.30 last night getting everything done, whatever. Uh, schoolwork. <laughs> it's the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, so when I was in high school, I was like super nerdy, like super good at book stuff. Uh, went to West Point. That kind of continued. Went to Miami and I found alcohol and partying and that's pretty much what I did. So this time going back to school, I, I want to do well. I want to do everything I can. That's why I took these two weeks off to like to play video really games, right? Page. Well, that's how I started. <laughs> Did start that way. Um, dude, this is a lot of work. So, like, I, I again, I was a science major, right? That's what yeah. I do. And the two classes I'm in right now are accounting and management information systems. It's hard. Accounting is really hard. I used to give Devin so much shit that all she was doing was adding and subtracting, and her job wasn't hard. Like just <laughs> like just teasing yeah, her or whatever. Yeah. It's she is literally saving my ass. Like, I'll do the homework. I'll like, will you check it? And she'll sit beside me and like, and like, I like dry erase boards and she'll like go through it to make sure I get it right. And I have my first exam in that class on Wednesday and I'm stressed. Uh, I had a, I had a zoom meeting with my MIS professor because I did really bad on two of the exams because the exams were really fucking hard, like really fucking hard. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. And the professor uh, we talked about is like they're open note, open book, and you can use the internet. I was sitting there taking these fucking exams, closed book, closed notes. He's <laughs> like, you did really well for not using your notes. And I was like, I, I can't miss these points, man. I want to do well this time. So he actually uh, zeroed out, like, my, he offered to zero out all of them, but I was like, it's a learning experience, but he zeroed out my worst one. Let me retake it, and I got a perfect score on that because I could use my fucking notes. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I just submitted my first paper for that. And that stressed me out, too, because you submit it through this thing called Safe Assign, which is to prevent plagiarism. But with this paper, you have to have a bibliography of references, and you're supposed to quote, like, the text, like, the textbook and then other sources you find. Um, and it gave me a 42% high risk of plagiarism. Like, what the fuck? Like, I literally sat on my laptop and wrote this thing out, like, today. Like, never, outside of pulling the sources, which I quoted, and I had, like, Devin was there. She's like, calm down. Let me look at it. And so we looked at it, and that's when we realized the reason why it's it was so bad and... is because of the reference page. Yeah. Wow. There's, like, all these different colors. Like, all these people have quoted it. And it's like, of course they quoted it. It came from another paper. Like, people have cited these things because they're journal articles. It's had a lot of stress in my life. And <laughs> I'm only in week two of a 56-week program. So... By the end of all this, I'm going to have gray hair. I've been trying to fight that. I know that it's coming, but I think by the time this MBA program is done, I will, I will be full gray. Man, I remember when I didn't have any gray hair. <laughs> long ago, long, long ago. Uh, when it comes to video games and movies and stuff, Destiny Two, that's it. I'm going to start uh, Dead Space Two next week after my accounting exam. But honestly, with how the first one went, this you said this was a little bit shorter. Yeah, this will that'll, that'll probably be like a two night adventure. Not only is it shorter, from what I remember, there's no meteor stuff. From what I remember, which means I'm not going to get stuck in a part for yeah. a ridiculous amount of time. Um, TV show wise, I watched the first episode of American Crime Story: Impeachment, which is a Ryan Murphy joint. Uh, it's about Monica Lewinsky channel uh, stuff. Um, it's so good. Ryan Murphy just does a great job, and um, forget her name. Who's the main girl in American Horror Story? She's in all of them. Oh, oh I'm blanking I don't on her know. name. She plays Linda Tripp in this. 
I do not know. Sarah Paulson. Okay. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson plays Linda Tripp, and Linda Tripp is a very vindictive woman, like in real life, like the, the person she's playing. And she just does such a great job. And Eddie Falco, who is uh, Carmela Soprano in The Sopranos, is playing Hillary Clinton. I've never watched so The Sopranos. Got a very... <laughs> we got a very brief taste of what her performance is going to be like, and I'm really excited. Uh, also, Dev and I are, are caught up on this season of American Horror Story. Oh, nice! How how has Have it? You been? You watched yet? No, God no. I don't. I don't watch it's really it. Really good. It's really good. So it's like it's called double feature. So there's a part. It's like a part one and a part two. So like there's like two different storylines. Okay. I think what they're going to do. Uh, the first one's called Red Tide. I don't want to spoil anything, um, but it's really good. Okay. Right. Evan Peters and Sarah Paulson are back. Um, 84 was great. Don't get me wrong. I liked 84, but it was definitely very campy. This is much more in line with like the first like couple seasons where it was very like drama dark. heavy. Yes. So I would recommend that people come back if they haven't seen it. Um, I watched these movies. Obviously, The Blob and we did Killer Clowns from Outer Space as a pre-record for your wedding. And the last thing I got is... Devin and I are going to a rock show tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. We weren't going to do it. Um, we went on Sunday, our anniversary, we went to go visit Taffy. She's on here a lot. Hi, Taffy. She <laughs> listens to You're wonderful. Uh, we went up there, and we were basically going to tell Barry and Taffy to just take our tickets. Okay. Um, just to go. Like We didn't want to leave Dante. This was before the doctor's appointment, and even so, we had to give medicine at night. We didn't want to put that on anybody because people had already been so helpful and that's like our responsibility right and basically her and barry said stop it you're being ridiculous you're going to this show bring the dogs here you can stay here because their place is like half the distance to the venue anyway so we're going to stay with them for the weekend um they're going to watch and give dante's medicine and that's going to be that so yeah i get to go see slipknot you got balls going to a show i don't think i could go to one right now (laughs) Well, we're vaccinated. We had the VIP tickets, so we're in like the special section. Yeah, with our own special like bathrooms and food vendors and everything. Like we're like isolated, which oh, is nice. nice. Yeah. Um, didn't think about it when we did it. Uh, obviously, there's still COVID times, but not like it is now. And like the biggest thing for me is it's Mudvayne. Like Mudvayne was like the band for me in high school. Like Doll Boy was like my anthem to like fuck you dad when i was in high school where it's like all work and no play makes me hey obviously you, you know the shining but i'm finally gonna see mudvayne i've seen hell yeah which is the lead singer for mudvayne yeah. it was his like band post mudvayne but i never thought i would see them and it knocks off one of my bucket list bands the other one that i know of for sure would be like eminem and then system of a down I think actually System was playing something in October this year, I believe, or November. I've been keeping an eye out. They're mostly over in Europe yeah. for most of their shows. Yeah. But, yeah, that's been my life, man. A lot of frustrations, <laughs> a lot of happiness, and honestly, just, I don't know, yeah. grateful. Oh, quickly, before we get into the blob, let's just briefly talk about it, the showcase that happened today. Yes, thank you for remembering. I got distracted. Number one, God of War Ragnarok looks awesome. Oh, fuck be, I, mean, I will be replaying God of War immediately. I had no doubt in my mind that it would look amazing. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, look what they did with the 2018 
God of War. But I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to play it there as well. I'm going to replay I'm it. I want to go back. I think I have like two trophies left for, to finish my platinum for God of War 2018. I'm just going to go back and finish that plat up. I, I beat all the Valkyries. That, I mean, that's like the hardest thing to do, really. Yeah. It's, I think it's like collectible things that I just like got distracted. Similar to like the current Resident Evil where I get distracted and I don't finish up the last easiest <laughs> trophies. <laughs> I do all the hard ones and I get distracted. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm very excited about that. The Spider-Man trailer with Venom. I hope I get to play with Venom. I hope that Carnage is in it as well because I'm a fan of Carnage as well. Uh, Have you ever read the Carnage comic line? No. I just wrote most of my Spider-Man is from like the 1998 animated series on Fox. Sure, which is fantastic. So yeah. Cletus Cassidy, yeah. who's yeah. Carnage, uh, they had a comic storyline on him back when I was allowed to collect comics before Devin stopped that hobby, which again was more of an addiction <laughs> yeah. when, when she came into the picture. Uh, so I have like a bunch of story arcs from it and it's really good. It's dark though, because he's a, he's a murderer. Yeah. Like, he's there a is serial no anti-hero yeah. with carnage. He's a bad guy, but you're totally right. Let's save the big thing. Uh, I would want to talk about for the end. Uh, what are the other things that you liked from the showcase? Cause you watched it live. Yeah, I don't know what one you're talking about. Yes, you do. It's the thing that people posted about because they knew I was going to freak out about. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So the other stuff that they showed was they we finally got to see like Ghostwire Tokyo in action, which looks super weird and it uh, looks like it's going to be a blast. Uh, got some more Death Loop, which comes out the day after this comes out. Uh, oh wow. Um, what else did we see? Oh, we saw some new uh, Square Enix joint. I don't remember what it was called. It was like Farseer or something like that. Anyways, looks... Was it chibi style or was it like No, it, it, it looks like if somebody from our world got brought into Final Fantasy land. Oh, that's cool. It actually looks really, <laughs> it looks really cool. I can watch it. Okay, I didn't see anything um, about that. Okay. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, which I don't really care about. Um, I've never been able to get in driving games. Besides Rumble Racing. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else there was. Um, oh, uh, we also, in a blog post that came out after, uh, we got confirmation that PS4 to PS5 upgrades are no longer a thing. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. so you... I knew it was going to stop. I thought they would continue it longer because of uh, COVID and the unavailability. <laughs> it's Sony, man. <laughs> of but, course not. Yeah, I, I knew it was coming eventually, yeah. so it is what it is. Yeah. Exactly. I keep my old consoles, so yeah. I'm just I'm I'm excited to play some. Oh, Wolverine! By the way, got it. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I want to see more of what it's going to be like. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, the Avengers game was also very cool until it came out and it's stale. Which yeah, it seems like you play it. It's fun for the first like hour or two, and then it gets stale fast. Yeah, and we did get more Guardians of the Galaxy, which I do want to. I genuinely I want, want to, to play that I'll buy that for yeah. Devin I think that looks really fun um and then I think that's it other than the last thing that uh do you mind it no is gonna make Larry buy a PS5 finally it is it, it I <laughs> so I want to get a PS5 I'm not heavily searching for it I would get it like if I found one I would probably buy it because of how hard it is to find but I'm not like going out and hunting so that's that's the thing is like I well, right now it's only Ratchet and Clank. That is the only game yeah. that I cannot play on there. 
I can't do the the Yuffie DLC for seven, but oh, which is like I have ex- oh, amazing. I have expressed my frustration with that, uh. and now it's a matter of principle, so it doesn't <laughs> even bother me. Demon Souls remake um, was also really good. Um, but yeah, the only game I want to play, yes, is Ratchet and Clank that I can't play on my PS4. Yeah. There are games I like to see on the PS5, like Village and Destiny and stuff, but the only game I cannot play is Ratchet and Clank. But there was a one-minute little teaser. And I'm not sure, but I'm pretty positive the person speaking is a Jedi named Bastila. And that should ring a bell for my Star Wars fans out there. We are getting a ground-up remake of KOTOR. Yeah, yeah. so it has been rumored for a very long time. Um, Which is why I never believed it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's been around for forever. Um, it's it's interesting that it's, it looks like it is going to be PS5 only. It specifically said, didn't it? Uh, it said remade remade for the ps5 but that always sony likes to change their stuff afterwards and add a and other consoles and or and pc um that happened a lot with like uh, the last couple of uh well i know god of war eventually came to pc and so did horizon god of war never came to pc i'm pretty sure you can play both those on pc now i want to check you go for it i think you i think you can play god of war on pc no god of war 2018 PC. No, you cannot. It's... But Horizon Zero Dawn did, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, that like recently as well. Um, they did announce that they're uh, also remastering Uncharted 4 and the Lost Legacy. Uh, that's also coming to PC. We got to see the... Sorry, I have a list in front of me now. Uh, the Alan Wake remaster. We got to see and... I would think because obviously Star Wars or Disney's involved that eventually it would, but mm-hmm. because like Kingdom Hearts did too, right? Is three still exclusive to no. PlayStation? No. Yeah, so I think of it eventually it definitely will. But you no, know, Kotor is like a Mount Rushmore game for me. Yeah. It, it you know, it's but even more so than Final Fantasy, I think it was one of the games that really got me to love RPGs. Like playing it over and over and over again, all the different choices, the light side, the dark side, the characters you recruit, the characters you can kill. Like, I didn't even know you could recruit that one uh, Jedi in the Fallen Grove. I forget her name right now. Like, because you could kill her, and like, you get to go to Kashyyyk, and you get to go to Korriban, and you get to do all these things, and it's such a great story. And Revan and Malik get referenced and name dropped so much now, and. In my opinion, it was at the the best time of Star Wars when the books were going f- forward. You had all these games like Rogue Squadron and like Rebel Commander, and all those games were coming out. About the original Battlefront one and two, and no, I just I love that game. I mean, I own it on <laughs> I original. I sold my original Xbox disc. I have it on PC um, through Steam. I have it on my iPad. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, um, which I have not put out. In a there long was time. I just, no date on it, so I I'm yeah, assuming so I'd it's like two years. I would say, see, I don't know because they announced the second Spider-Man game and they put a year on it, 2023. 
So if they are ready to put a year oh, on so that, longer than potentially with that. Oh yeah, if they're ready to put a year on something that's twenty twenty three, it's got to be at least twenty twenty four. Which is fine. I mean, I'll probably, honestly, God of War Ragnarok will be what will get me to get a PS five. If we're being very honest, yeah. Oh man, I love the original. God I will of War. say that God of War twenty eighteen on the PS five with the upgrades is like, <laughs> I can't. So I can't good. even imagine. So like I I definitely will get it, but yeah, Kotor. I was actually talking about it in my Destiny Clan Discord a little bit, and on the Here's Johnny Discord. Um, I don't know. It's just it's one of like there's just games that are like that will always stick with you. I mean I know you know those because of our Final Fantasy connection, but like like Pokemon Silver will always be on this platform. Resident Evil Four, Spyro the Dragon. And now KOTOR, a game that I never thought would get upgraded, that I probably play about once every other year, I would say, if not more than that. A game that I've sunk hundreds of hours in. Just all the choices and like I like I know all the secrets and I know how to do everything. Like there's no there's no hidden spots for me anymore because I played that game through so thoroughly. And it's coming back. And EA's not involved. And I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think. I think it's Aspire. Osprey or something like that? Aspire Media is what they Aspire? Yeah, so they do. Let me tell you what else they've done. Oh, they did Stubbs the Zombie, which is a fucking sweet game. Uh, Good. Jedi Knight (laughs) 2, Jedi Outcast. I actually really like that game. Jedi Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. I fucking love that game. Um, Star Wars Republic Commando. And... Ruby. Don't know that one. Oh, shit. Here we go. Oh, they've actually worked on a lot of uh, uh, ports of games as well. Anyway, sorry. Good. So they're, they're adept to handle this. And I don't know. I'm excited to see my boy uh, HK47, my favorite droid in all of Star Wars. They call me a meatbag again. And... Zanzibar, the Wookiee, and I don't know. I'll stop. I'll stop. I just, it's just very cool. It's a game I never thought was going to get remade. Because, like, like you mentioned, like, there's been rumors about it and it's never happened. But now it's happening. Eventually. Don't know when, but it's coming. <laughs> uh, that's all I have. Do you want to talk about Star Wars or Matrix Resurrections? Oh, I just think that trailer looks really good. Uh, I the think, trailer's really good. Yeah. I don't know anything about the Matrix apparently anymore. Apparently, I forgot everything that happens in two and three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to rewatch them. So, yeah. We were talking about maybe doing something with that too, which we can talk about off yeah. pod. <laughs> yeah. But we have been, well, me, <laughs> we have been in the introduction for a long time. Hopefully, people enjoyed that. Justin, you ready to go back to the 1950s? Oh, yeah. It's okay. We won't have much to talk about here, anyways. <laughs> and let's talk about it. Creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. I creep the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch. Be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. I creep the door and all around the wall. A splotch. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> You're good. Did you at least like that song, though? Oh, it's okay. Oh, man, you're a bummer. The Blob's <laughs> 1958 American science fiction horror film from director Irvin Yeaworth. Yeaworth directed a lot of teen exploitation movies around this age. We're going to talk about another one of his in a little bit. 
he is most well known though for working closely with Billy Graham, who was an evan TV Christian evangelical guy. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. The film stars Steve McQueen and Annette Corsat as two teens who unwittingly end up at the center of an alien invasion in the form of a gelatinous monster absorbing the town folk. <laughs> uh, this is actually Steve McQueen's very first movie role. Outside of knowing the name Steve McQueen, did you know what he looked like? Are you aware of like, I, I knew what his he importance looked like. in culture? Yeah, I knew what he looked like, and I knew he was like a big, like a... I knew he was like a big actor, but this is, yeah. Yeah, so he's known as the King of Cool, and he yeah. was like the epitome of these late 50s, 60s, 70s counterculture. He's kind of recognized as like one of the first anti-heroes to like take on those kind of roles in film. He was nominated for an Academy Award for his role in The Sand Pebbles. Uh, he's very well known for his role in Cincinnati Kid, Thomas Crown Affair, Bullet, Magnificent Seven, The Great Escape, and Towering Inferno. Um, I have watched a lot of these old movies and I actually really like Steve McQueen because like they said, he's a counterculture and that's kind of my, my jam. Corsat is a very well-known actress, mainly for two roles that I didn't recognize her in the movie, but now I do, uh, where she played opposite of Andy Griffith. She was Helen Crump in the Andy Griffin show. Okay. And then she was Judge Justin on Matlock. Never watched Matlock. <laughs> it's, it's like Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. I never watched Law and Order either. <laughs> uh, the film has a very cool score from Ralph Carmichael, which is not the song we're going to talk about in the second. Um, it's like the actual like score throughout the melodic score. Um, if it seems religious, it's because Carmichael worked with Yeworth on a lot of the Billy Graham stuff. <laughs> yep. Shot on a budget of 110000 it actually grossed over $4 million at the box office, which is crazy for the time period. They did a lot of really cool filming techniques, such as spinning the jelly on a table and letting it ooze off, and then running it in reverse to use it to show like the, the the mass like retreating. Um, I think that's one thing you'll definitely, hopefully, be able to agree with me on is the practical effects of this are pretty cool. Some of them are. <laughs> All right. So the song that Justin cut me off with, the, the theme, <laughs> uh, the blob was written by Bert Bert Bacharach and Mark David and became a nationwide hit in the US. It peaked at number 33 in the Billboard Hot 100 in November 9th of 1958. Uh, it was it was recorded by the studio group The Five Blobs, which was actually one guy just overdubbing himself over and over and over again five times. My god. <laughs> uh, legend has it the song was composed by a young and unknown Burke Baccarat, along with his famous songwriting partner, Hal David. Do you know who Burt Baccarat is? I know he's a musician because he was in... Uh, I actually first heard about Burt Baccarat uh, when he was... Oh, my God. When he was in... Um, <laughs> oh, I can't think of the name. Uh, the stupid... Uh, uh, Mike Myers, Austin Powers. He was in all, like all the Austin oh, was Powers he really? movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, he's a singer. So you're right. He's a singer and composer. He has three Academy Awards, six Grammys, and some of his most famous songs are "They Long to Be Close to You," which is a uh, Carp Carpenter's famously sang that, and then "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head," which I've asked Justin. We're going to use that for the six-second summary because 
I think everyone will recognize that song. Like, okay, so this is the kind of music he is known for. The film was originally distributed as a double feature with I Married a Monster from Outer Space. <laughs> uh, in 1964, it was re-released as a double feature again with Dinosaurs, with an exclamation point, uh, which was another Yeaworth teen exploitation movie. We should have done that for uh, Kaiju. A sequel was made in 1972 called Beware the Blob, and it didn't do well at all. <laughs> it, it, well is it like still that... Does it have it? Like, I don't know if you've seen Beware the Blob. I haven't. Okay. I was just going to ask if it was like the same kind of movie. I, or no, I, I didn't even look like, into it. I, yeah. I, I truly don't know. Uh, there's a 1988 remake that Rachel wanted us to review instead of this one, but Devin really likes this movie, so I picked it. Uh, hopefully she doesn't hate us afterwards. <laughs> um, there is another remake planned for this. Yeah, didn't wasn't like Rob Zombie gonna remake this at ah, one point? You in time? know your stuff. Good job. Yeah, Rob Zombie was really picked to write and direct it, uh, but he dropped off the project in two fifteen, two thousand fifteen. Oh, I didn't Simon know that. I thought he was still making it. So, I, but well, Simon West after, is yeah. now attached to direct it. Okay. Do you know who Simon West is? No. Yes, you do. He is the director of films such as Con Air. Okay. Yeah. When a stranger calls the remake, and quite possibly the greatest music video of all time, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. <sighs> okay. <laughs> all right. I am charged with doing the 60-second summary. Uh, I don't have anything to give myself an excuse to not do it this time, so I'm actually going to have to do it. Uh, Justin, if you give me your 3, 2, 1, and I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'm going to be rusty. Oh, uh, That's okay. There's not a lot that happens. So, 3... Two, one, go. So, <laughs> music. So, movie starts off with our boy Steve McQueen macking it on Jane uh, at Lover's Lane, and they see a meteor crash, and they rush off to go see it. Nothing there, right? That's because this old man posts it with a stick, and it crawls up with a stick, and it attaches onto him and starts sucking him up. Uh, Steve and Jane take him to the doctor. The doctor's like, "Okay, I'll take care of him." They go to the police station. Um, they come back to on the doctor and the doctor's now been sucked in by the blob and so is his nurse and it's just growing and growing and growing the police don't believe him because these darn kids won't listen they're just trying to cause problems uh basically what happens is all the teens are like no it's really happening they honk their horns wake up the whole town steve jane and jane's little brother get trapped in the diner steve calls out and he's like it's afraid of the cold bring all your cold shit so they start spraying it with co2 fire extinguishers they freeze it, and the military comes in, airlifts it, drops it with parachutes in the Antarctic, and it's like, the end? Question mark? Yeah, this movie where 40-year-olds play 15-year-olds, I think. I didn't look to see how old Steve McQueen was when he filmed this, but he... He does not look like Dude, a teenager. He was he like, like a grown ass man. He was like he looks older than some of the deputies who were yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh man, he, he certainly looks like a grown ass man. But okay, so let's let's talk about plot. Okay, in its basic sense, I like it. It's a very similar story to what we've been doing before, right? It's it's kind of why I planned this season out the way that I did when it comes. When it came to like the movies and the books, um, there's this basic invasion story, right? Something comes, yeah. They don't believe the people who are in the know, and it causes a bigger problem than it should have been. Yeah. 
uh, I think that story is good. I, I have always, I mean, The Faculty was one of the very first special episodes we ever did, which is a very, very similar alien invasion story. Um, with that being said, there's a lot of, like, there's a kind of dialogue. Yes, there is. <laughs> and we can, talk about, we can talk about how it was performed in audio. Yeah. When it comes to plot, this is, like, an hour and a half-ish or longer movie. Oh, it felt way longer. I watched it on Crackle for free, and it had a uh, two-minute ad break every ten minutes. Oh. So let me tell you about how long <laughs> that felt. Um, I, I watched it on the night. Criterion Oh, my God. I wanted channel. to bang my... I almost just paid it halfway through just to, to get it to work. You, sh- you should have gotten it on the Criterion channel. That's where I watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn it. Okay, but anyway... I think the plot is good. I like this basic invasion story. The problem is, unlike The Birds, which is a similar kind of thing, or even The Thing from Another World, where like I enjoyed the character dialogue back and forth, where I enjoyed that kind of banter, where I really felt like it built to something, um, there are two very good actors in it. It's Kakarot and McQueen. Yeah. And when they're not acting opposite each other, it's very hard to watch, especially like the Vietnam guys or talk about Korea guys or whatever the hell, whatever war it was back in the fifties who were like bitching about the kids. It's very dull. And it's even worse because I personally think when the blob first attacks and when it's like kind of growing and stuff, or like the, the scene where the blob attacks the doctor and the nurse, I think that's actually kind of scary. I think it's actually done a little bit well, but then there's these 40 minute long nothing that's happening where Steve McQueen's <laughs> racing backwards against who aren't his actual friend or aren't his enemies, but they're actually his friends and they have a snap battle as they walk to their car. <laughs> and then it's like, and it's just like, it's very hard because there's some really cool scenes, very cool plot development, cool overall tones juxtaposed to these long, boring, very poorly sculpted, plot stagnations yeah so okay i agree that i think if you cut this down to its bare of barest bones it's got a cool idea if this was like a 12 minute youtube video like basically with like think about monster blood okay it's monster blood yeah okay yeah but it's not. It's an hour and a half. But it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. Boring. Again, we have gone back to Goosebumps and been disappointed, so we aren't going to do that here. But but Monster Blood, I think we both remember the basic story. Yeah. And there was like 12 Monster Blood books. <laughs> it's just, oh, man, it's it's unfortunate because I, th- I think that this was done better in a lot of other movies. Um, yeah, which we've done, which I think is important because – now, I, I hope at least now for you, because I know these aren't really your cup of tea, but I hope now that you at least have like a a reference point for what a good slice of life film from this era is like, as opposed to a very dull one like this. Yeah, I was going to say, if this was the good example, then oh boy. No, no, no. I would say the birds. <laughs> okay. I would say the birds is probably yeah. the best example we've had. Oh, the absolutely. birds are Jaws. Yeah. The uh, birds are Jaws. Because this is just like... There's just so much in the middle that doesn't really matter, and 
it's really hard to watch two 50-year-olds acting off each other when one of them is playing a 50-year-old and the other one is supposed to be playing like a 14-year-old or 16-year-old or something like that. 16-year-old. He's driving, Justin. Yeah. Okay, sorry. (laughs) But like, and they're talking about like going to the high school and like, it's very frustrating. Like, (laughs) they are older than like, the, the entire cast of, uh, oh my God, Greece, basically. Like, I don't think, yes. like, <laughs> it's so, yes, they it's are. brutal. It really it's is ridiculous. Brutal. Um, I, I think there was like, <sighs> see, now, like, looking back on it, even like the basis of bases, plot wise, it's like, in, it's just infuriating to me because the end of a lot of these movies from this time seems to be, Oh, everything is horrible. And then in the last like three minutes, it's like, Oh no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It happened in them too. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I know. It frustrated me then too. Literally we were screwed. Everyone's dying. And it's like, okay, we got it. Yeah. And that's, that's the same here. It's like, Oh no, we're screwed. Oh, let's just freeze it and then drop it in the Arctic because Hey, we can do that. <sighs> I personally think God. that this is a fun, like fifties movie. But I think if you took this plot and gave it to, like, a serious director, I think it could be really good. Like, imagine Tarantino directing those moments. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, Like, I'm... not some ev- evangelical fucking <laughs> propagandist promoter, right? I, I will like, like say, someone who can... after watching this, because I didn't, I didn't want to watch it b- before we recorded this, but I do plan on watching yeah. the remake. Yeah, me too. Because I am, I again, I've never seen that one, but I've heard it's like a million times better than this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I think the basic bare bones plot is cool. I think there are some very good moments when it comes to plot. Like, I love the fact that he pokes it with a stick. Like, I, I think that that, I talk about that again and how scary. I think that's very, very well done. And I love the doctor's office scene. The problem is that encompasses like 12 minutes of the movie. And there's a lot of it that's just very like, yeah, West Side Story esque. Worse, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> C movie West Side Story. Yes. Yeah, I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a three. <laughs> Don't let Devin cinematography. Listen to this. <laughs> okay, cinematography. Again, I think this is like a double edged. Like a double-edged kind of approach. Okay. I talked about how practical effects are used a lot mm-hmm. in this movie. And there are times I think those practical effects are done really well. I actually kind of liked how the blob crawled up the stick and got in the guy's arm. I liked how he started like to change, right? I liked how when Steve and Jane are in the icebox, how it kind of retreats out. Like You can tell it's being filmed backwards, but I think using putty or whatever the hell that it was and having it come back out because we retrieved from the cold i think that's cool i think that's really well done and i also think that overall the movie looks good like it's in color um there's not really like heavy edits it's a lot i of... i think that is also a double-edged sword because there's a lot of times where there are brief shots where like nothing is in focus yes and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, yeah, this is middling. This yes. is very middling with some like cool sequences. 
And I know you said there were some practical effects areas that you didn't like. So what what were they that... I, I think I can guess, but for the audience, maybe you haven't watched this or seen it for a long time. What were the areas that you didn't care for? Uh, when it was frozen and dropped. Um, and <laughs> when it was going after the guy under the car. It, it, it Basically, whenever it was... When it was on screen by itself, I think it looked cool. Or when it was like coming through a grate or something, it looked okay. But sure, I, sure. I found the, the actual. That was, I love that. It was yes. like coming through. Yeah. That looked cool. But then there's a lot more time where it's just like rolling around. And like yes. it, it's on these backgrounds that are moving. So you can clearly tell that it's like, okay, something, it doesn't look right yeah. or good. And, and it's hard. Like I'm, I'm trying to wonder. Like I think in a modern remake of it, and I haven't seen the '88 version, and we we do plan on seeing it. But my fear is that people would want to like make it all CGI, and I don't want that. I, I want it to look real. I don't know how you would do that. I know there's ways, and there's some really really good practical effects people out there. But even when it was crappy, I was just happy that I wasn't seeing like an end game full CGI twenty minute experience do you know what i mean or like matrix revolutions the third one with that one fight scene where i'm basically watching a video game cutscene. yeah i i mostly agree uh I, that doesn't mean it looks good <laughs> exactly it yeah. doesn't and that's what i'm saying i don't i don't know i haven't seen the 88 version but i don't know what a good version like i can't even like describe it to myself like yeah. i want it to be practical but there's so many limitations like if you're making this giant gelatinous orb it's chasing people sentient to sentiently like how are you going to do that like when it can literally swallow a diner <laughs> like, oh like how, how, are, how are you going to do that with practical oh effects you know God. what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know uh but that's like I said, it's a double-edged sword. There are some really cool things about it. I think that they did the best they could. The overall cinematography is good, but not great. It's just middling. So I gave it a five. I gave it a three. <laughs> Justin uh, did not like the blob. No, I did not like the blob. <laughs> okay, audio. Steve McQueen's a badass. I love the actress who played Jane. Both of them are very, 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 very good. Absolutely. Rest of the actors, forgettable at best. At that's even being very generous. I like I do like his friend though. It's like, all right, we're going to race. <laughs> like there's so many times that they're oh snapping, like they're getting ready to break out into oh song. Like, what is going on? The fifties well, were d- weird. I don't understand because they were like mortal enemies, and, and then, then best friend. And then like literally they got pulled right, by cop. All right, I'll whip the town up for you. Let's do this. It's like what the hell? Yeah. So the other oh actors are like whatever. Um, I think the cinematic score. It's good. I, I like the intro song, but, but it's good. Yeah. I love the blob. Like, honest to God, I listened to that like four or five times a day when I was doing homework and writing my paper. Like, play it again for us. Play, play a little oh bit of homework God. again for us, Justin. No. Just a little bit. Okay, hold on. I gotta... Uh... Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps. Like, this is one dude overdubbing himself five times. Like, oh, that's fantastic. Like, that's the best thing we've had for a song all season. No, I think we're about to get one that's better. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I honestly, I love that, and I had forgotten that that was, like, the opening credit thing. And, like, it just goes back to this, like, these old 50s sci-fi movies, when they're at their best, don't take themselves seriously, and they're kind of, like, fun. Like, it's the reason why I love the Munsters. It's the reason why I love the old Adams family. It's just this vibe that they have. It's it's like, Beetlejuice kind of had a similar vibe, where it's like, 
we're tackling some really serious subject matter, but we're having fun with it. Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I, I, I do, really but I don't it. see it the, here. Huh? I do see what you mean, but I don't get that here at all. I would agree. I would say the theme song is, and we already crushed it in plot cinematography, but audio-wise, outside <laughs> of the very piss-poor acting and a lot of regards, I think it's pretty good. But even with all that being said... You we'll do see. have 50-year-old men uh, acting off each other, and one is pretending to be not only one. Steve McQueen wasn't 50. He was just old. <laughs> There's no way he was 50 here, but he was old as shit. You're right. Like, like he is not a 16-year-old. But even, like, his friends are on the older side. They don't come off as old as him, but they still come right. off. I got like, I got to know. Sorry for the typing, folks. I got to know how old he was. How old were the actors in the He was 28. <laughs> And he was paid $3,000 for his role. Oh, boy. 28-year-old playing a 16-year-old. That's not that bad. That's Dawson's Creek. He just should have shaved beforehand. Oh, my God. He he <laughs> literally looks older than, like, ha- more than half of the cops. That's because he's a badass. You can't you can't shave off badass. You just can't. Justice. He looks, like, as old as the doctor. No, he does not. That, that's, that, that's aggressive. That's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it is aggressive. <laughs> All right. I gave audio a six. Oh, I gave it a four. I did not like this movie. Whatever. The blob was fantastic. It's a great song. It's a banger. It's going to be an all-out banger. We're going we're gonna to change our intro music to the blob. Oh, okay. We're gonna, I'm going to overdub myself five times and do my own version of it. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you donate $10 on Kofi, uh, I, 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 I will do a, a, a Larry rendition of a five- person cover of oh the do it song. please everybody do it i might just do it, I, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right how scary we reviewed the thing of the world that's like the only other old alien movie we've done we've discussed two book or the book and then the radio broadcast but we haven't really talked about a lot of things yet yeah there are things in this movie that i do truly find terrifying and they're all in like the first like quarter of the movie i think when the blob calls up the stick and attacks the guy doesn't know what's going on i think that's very realistic i think the actor does a pretty good job of being scared of not knowing what's on his hand and then i love the scene where the body's not on the table anymore the lights cut off it attacks the nurse it attacks the doctor they're trying to stop it and they can't i think that that is great i also think that the ending of like a tease like you know, stay up here as long as the Arctic stays frozen. But, like, and now we know, like, obviously, global warming and everything that, you know, like, things are going to be unearthed. Like, I do find that kind of ominous. But similarly to the plot, there's just these huge swaths of boring shit. Oh, and, like, like, you'll get huge. a... Yeah, you'll get cool sections. Like, I think the movie theater one's good, too. Like, when it pushes through the grate and, like, attacks the the guy and the film cuts off and then it attacks the theater you know like i think those are all really good and kind of spooky but like it's just juxtaposed to so much shit not shit no One you could scary say shit. drama <laughs> shit <laughs> so even though i do find this far scarier than from the thing from another world in comparison to a lot of the other things that we've reviewed i'm a little let down oh uh i will flat out tell you halfway through this movie i looked over at michelle and said well i can't turn the lights off because i'm gonna fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you also gave Spiral a two, so we, we know what your threshold for horror is. It's got to be very high. You're like a cannibal Holocaust kind of guy, or you're just, just going to be munching your poutine. But no, I, I again, we're going to get a lot more scary alien stuff here in the coming weeks, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but in comparison to what we've done before, I think we're definitely getting more, approaching more into the very scary aspect of aliens. So I'm assuming you gave it a one. I oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a three. Wow. I do. I really love the the, the, oh, the I, I love the scene in the hospital where it attacks him. I think with the lights cutting off and like the nurse not knowing what's going on, I really think that's brilliant. Oh, where she's standing there, and she's like, "Oh no, I need a strong male to help me." <laughs> oh God. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, what, like she's stores. literally just standing there. For Plata gave it a four and a half. Justin gave it a three. For cinematography, gave it a five. Justin gave it a three. For audio, gave it a six. Justin gave it a four. And for how scary, I gave it a three. Justin gave it a one. That gives it a here's Johnny final score with thirty seven. Oof, sorry, Debbie. Uh, and it is tied with Salem's Lot. You'd rather watch this than Salem's Lot again, wouldn't you? I mean. Only because of the length. And right above it is the thing from another world. With a 38%. I would rather watch that again than this. It's 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 shorter and that fire scene is brilliant. I, I, I think the fire scene will legitimately stick with me because, I mean, it, it's fantastic and surprising that nobody died. I don't think there's anything like that to that extent yeah. in here. And it's five slots away from being in the bottom ten. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Again, I it's been a long time since I've seen it, and I'm picking some of these things because I think it's important to know why we have aliens, why we have Mars attacks, why we have these more well-known and scary alien films because we need to know our roots. So hate me if you want, Justin. I'm oh, taking you on a journey through history. <laughs> I don't. I just All know right. I have to watch these earlier in the night so I don't fall asleep. <laughs> All right, so that's how I review the blog. We're going to play a commercial from the Edinburgh podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network and head on into the closing. Ghosts, split souls, monsters, sociopathic villains, cold blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. All right, Justin, we're getting more modern next week. We're reviewing Invasion of the Body Snatchers. We're not doing the original. We're doing the 1978 version, which has uh, Sutherland in it, Donald Sutherland in it. Um, I think this one you might actually find scary. Have you seen it before? I have not. A lot of these movies this right. season I have I think seen. the next three, um, two that I picked, Invasion and then The Thing, and then Rachel's pick of Night of the Creeps, I think you're going to find far scarier. Oh yeah, like I've seen the thing before, so I know I know where that like I can. I have it. I've seen. Yeah. I, I know parts of it, but I know where it stands, in like the pantheon of horror. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. 
remember ten dollars and I'll I'll make my own the 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 five Larrys <laughs> and we'll we'll cover the blob. Uh, I don't know how I'll do it. I'm sure Jessica can help me. Oh yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> um, but no, I I, I liked it. Uh, I'm I am curious to watch the '88 version and maybe we can give like a little brief like after we both watch it a little brief hit on what we think in comparison. Yeah. Not a full episode or anything. But yeah, that's all I really got for tonight, Justin. Anything else? No, I really don't have anything. So sorry. <laughs> that's sorry okay. that they've been boring. I just no, I I I understand and I appreciate what we're doing. Some of these ones are tougher than the. I am still. I'm just looking... trying to pay you back very slowly for your uh, Dark Souls. <laughs> oh man, fucking Dark Souls, is amazing. Um, I will say. Uh, I'm kind of keeping my own track in my head of which one of these older movies I like best. And I think still to this day, it's King Kong. Yeah. I think I King Kong was like amazing. I loved King Kong. King Kong. It made me me almost cry. Yeah. And like, dude, this, the claymation in those like death scenes was insanely brutal. I'll try. I'm not sure. We have no idea what our next season is going to be, but I'll try to find something on that same level. Oh, whatever. I mean, what I. Well, I, no. I mean, it, 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 I I like it. I would I would rather, even though I think it's important to go through this historical stuff, I would rather you enjoy it. Oh, I <laughs> so, I, I enjoy just like hmm, okay, <laughs> all right. I, <laughs> I just see you sitting there eating your poutine. It's like goddamn you, Larry. <laughs> um, oh, what did I eat while I watched this? Um, I ate. Uh, I think I just ate some popcorn. I just made some popcorn at home and ate it this time but honestly looking at what's to come i don't think any of the other ones until like signs are going to be an eye-rolling one for you yeah like i've seen signs before i'll let you know right now i don't like it um (laughs) i think the only one i'm looking here i mean i haven't seen captive state so i don't know what that's going to be either by but i didn't pick that so (laughs) and it's marcus i I, i'm excited about it because i had heard about it but with with ginger we just don't know (laughs) Oh, we know, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right, that's it. Do you want to get out of here so we can get on? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you much for hanging out with us, and until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent. It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.